Welcome to your headquarters for knowledge and helpful advice on a variety of topics, all from trusted experts in their fields. It's time for River City Podcast. Sarah is a licensed clinical social worker who's been serving the greater Richmond area since 2009. Throughout her career, she's focused on community-based mental health and has served hundreds of families and truly believes in the service model that brings assistance and resources to the communities she serves. Sarah developed the dream of having a bookmobile to serve children's books to communities in the city of Richmond and is on the cusp of bringing that dream into reality. She is dedicated to a life of service and upholding social justice in every action she commits to. The Enchanting Bookmobile is a project she's been working on since 2019. She's here today to help with awareness and fundraising assistance to get across that finish line by the projected launch date of August 2023. Sarah, welcome to River City Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So you have this insanely great idea. We want to understand about it, who you are, how you developed this idea of essentially what we're going to call a mobile library. Mm -hmm. Tell us about this whole concept. I've been a social worker in the greater Richmond area, serving communities and families since 2009. And just in really looking at the underserved populations that I work for, the lack of access to children's books. And so I think there's something really powerful about a child being able to hold a book tangibly in their hand. And so really our mission is just to get books into kids' hands. And so was there like a moment where you just suddenly came up with this idea? It's kind of like deep-rooted in my soul. My maternal grandmother helped to bring the mobile library to Essex County. This was decades ago. So I kind of want to keep that family energy of like spreading literature alive. And then and just working in those underserved neighborhoods just for a majority of my career. And then again, just seeing like the lack of access to books and seeing that a lot of the kiddos that I was serving, they they didn't even have a personal library. And and just like imagining like a family with children in tow, experiencing transportation barriers, like getting on the GRTC bus system, multiple stops just to get to the library to possibly get a book to be loaned to you that you have to give back. And so I think for me, it was, I need to build children's personal libraries. So 2019 is really when I was like, okay, we need to do something with this movement. And that's when I got registered as a 501. One C three, amazing. I just got an image of Matilda, the movie Matilda, <laughs> where she like walks however far at like five to get to the library and right. starts uh, you know educating herself. Part of privilege really is having parents that have books filling the house, mm-hmm. and when you aren't a child being raised in that, it's limiting. Right. That's definitely how I educated myself was reading, reading, reading all the time. Yeah. I love that you're doing this. So the mission, why is it so important? Talk a little bit more about the populations in the Richmond area that you're going to be focused on. Sure. So I think, you know, when we look at some of those transportation barriers, like we're breaking those barriers, we're breaking poverty barriers. Like we want to expand minds with enchanting possibilities. And so I really think that bringing the movement behind people having children's books, can you imagine in your house not having the best environment for expanding your mind, expanding your possibilities, potentially even neighborhood violence, hearing gunshots and sirens and screams. And I think for me, it's really ensuring that children have the ability to tap out of that. I think that there's something really grounding and beautiful about children's books that can just allow you to escape the 
potential reality that you're in and just escape for a little bit. Go to an enchanting woodlands fairy. Go to outer space. Go to a cool underwater scene. And so I think for me, it's really just making sure that those communities that are really underserved, making sure that they have the the access to these children's books. One thing that I've seen a lot more of are, are those book boxes all around Richmond. Yeah. Where you can put a book in the box and be able to take a book out. I've been driving around in a lot of the underserved, lower socioeconomic neighborhoods, and there's not a lot of those boxes around. So I think it's truly like bringing the books to the children is the way we do it. Yeah. And they're usually really awkwardly placed. (laughs) And like on a street where you could die if you pulled over to get them and they're not even passing them. And yeah, no, a great idea. They just didn't really pull that off. So I'm glad you're here to do that. So you are really just kind of getting started. Tell us a little bit about what progress you've made so far with the Enchanting Book Mobile. We just started social media presence. We have a Facebook page, most recently an Instagram page. We've raised about 3,000 children's books. We've hit our max capacity for books at this time. So a lot of people are asking, can I give milk crate boxes full of books? And I'm like, no. Right now, I've just, it, it's kind of going against the mission. I have books in closets and under beds, and I'm like going against what my mission is right. spreading literature. At some point, you're going to need more, but not yes, right now. <laughs> right, right. So the goal was reached back in 2021. In August of 2022, we got our mini bus. So thank you so much to all the donors and small businesses who helped. Most importantly, RSVP, Rehabilitative Services and Vocational Employment. They gave us the largest donation to help us with the final bus purchase. We got it insured. We're registered with DMV. We've got the personalized plates. We've gotten the art prototypes that will be fabricating the bus soon. Marketing materials, looking at social media, presence, awareness, fundraising. So tell everybody how to find you on social media because one of the biggest things that I think you can do, aside from obviously a donation, is to help share. So where can they find you on Instagram and Facebook? Instagram, you can just search Enchanting Bookmobile. We're at facebook.com slash Enchanting Bookmobile. You can email me at EnchantingBookmobile at gmail.com. And then obviously our website is enchantingbookmobile.org. Perfect. Starting a nonprofit is never easy. (laughs) What hurdles have you had thus far? Just looking at my work schedule as a social worker, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I work for a community-based mental health company. I'm a clinical supervisor. I've got a team of six counselors that go out and serve clients in the home, and I do outpatient on the side. So it's a lot to maintain boundaries with my work, improving my time management, of course, and then just making sure that I'm devoting enough time to follow this passion. So within my goals of 2023, it was truly like devoting my weekends to launching this great mission. And then some other battles that we've seen recently is just looking at the diversity gap in children's publishing. So it's really important to continue this march for books about everyone, for everyone. Our organization really realized that many of the available children's books were focused on white characters, white stories. Um, And so making sure that we have a diversity in all populations that we are serving and making sure that they're represented in those children's books. So those are just some of the hurdles and barriers as far as time management and then lack of diversity in the selection that we have. Well, hopefully you'll be creating some budding authors mm-hmm. <laughs> who can create more point. content. I love that. Yes. Current status. Right now, just building awareness and in social media presence, like I talked about, exploring enclosed garages to paint the bus, hopefully in April and May. We have to make sure that we're accounting for the various weather that we experience here in Virginia and just right. making sure that it's warm enough to paint the bus. 
bus. So our goal is to paint the bus in the spring, launch in the summer. Right now, the current status is really just fundraising for the next steps, which I'll talk about in a little bit. We've garaged our magical vessel in Hanover, where I reside, and currently looking at just colorful paint purchases and gutting the seats to build the shelves. So we're more in the hands-on phase right now with the bookmobile, just really making sure that we can fabricate it and make it look something really enchanting. Yes. Yeah. Kind of one of my superheroes is Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. She's kind of like my idol. Funky outfits and really cool ideas. I kind of want to channel the energy of Miss Frizzle throughout the mission. Yes, yeah. I love that. <laughs> Will you be dressing up? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> awesome. yeah. That's happening. <laughs> what are you hoping to achieve today with this podcast and, and how can people help? Financial donations, obviously, to help with vehicle maintenance, the paint purchase. We have the primer. We just need to sand the bus. I actually drove the bus today after the podcast. You want to come check wow. it out. Um, the funds to pay the local artist who will be painting the bus this spring. So she did some awesome prototypes and she She's got this really cool vision of projecting the image onto the bus. And then we can just anybody, layman, we can go through and trace the image and then kind of do like a paint by numbers thing. So I kind of want to make that like a community event, too, of everybody all hands on deck painting the bus. Our goal for the spring fundraiser is $2,000. Every act of generosity makes a difference. So you can visit our donate page today and support this incredible mission. And then will you be seeking then volunteers that may be po- posting that on social media? prior to spring. Okay. So look out for that. If anybody wants to help paint by numbers, I can do that. I'm a terrible artist, (laughs) but I can totally do that. Yeah. And things like fabricating the seats. I loved the Richmond Tool Bank that you had done the podcast on and looking at some resources of, you know, getting our our community members involved and all the great organizations that Richmond has um, to be able to gut the seats, build shelves, that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. They can help absolutely with a lot of that. What will the fundraising achieve? like next steps? Mm -hmm. It's a great question. A lot of donors, I feel like it's helpful to know exactly what is going to be achieved with the donations. So we need to sand the bus. It has an old logo from an old preschool on it. We need to then use the primer paint that we've purchased to prime the bus. And then we need to paint it. We need to paint it with some really majestic magical, enchanting murals. We need to create a ramp for differently able children to be able to access it. And then some marketing materials. We have a few pamphlets and flyers and things, uh, but just something that we can canvas the neighborhoods more, make our presence known so that we're not just popping up on a street corner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then helping us to brighten a child's educational possibilities by building their own personal library is truly what the fundraising is going to achieve. If donors can understand that, yes, these are the steps that are needed to get there, but to envision a child being able to have their own personal library with 50 books or however many that they keep forever, I think is really cool. I'm curious from a consistency standpoint, are you going to have like a a set maybe time each week or month that you're going to be in certain neighborhoods where the kids can come to expect it? Mm -hmm. One of my main goals while we're painting is to be able to get out to the community resource centers. In a lot of the housing developments that we're going to be focusing on, Gilpin, Mosby, Creighton Court, I'm going to be linking up with those community centers in those neighborhoods just so, again, that I'm not popping up on a street corner, that I've got a central location that I'm going to. And then I'll figure out a schedule with them that they feel like will work best for those neighborhoods. So I kind of want to get into a routine where the children in that neighborhood will expect 
Enchanting Bookmobile will come here every other Saturday from 9.30 to 11.30 or every third Saturday of the month from 1 to 2. That will be posted. I'll get a Twitter account. We'll post all of that, obviously, on all of our social media platforms. But I really want to have a good scheduled agenda that I can send to the family so that they can know what to expect. Yeah, I love that. And probably even looking at the elementary and middle schools in those areas and Mm -hmm. and reaching out to the principal because I'm sure they would also help encourage the children to go. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Maybe even sending like a little flyer of the next three months of schedule home in their book bags or something. That's great. I can't imagine them not doing that. I mean, that's just, we get everything in our folders. Like there's so much information. And this is actually something we would want as parents. So what's the projected launch date and what does that process look like? We're shooting for projected launch date of August 2023. So in the summer, and I really want to get out in the summer before school starts so that we have, because summertime, I think sometimes the wheels kind of fall off. We don't have the functional daily routine of like school 930 to 330. So I want to be able to get out in those neighborhoods as soon as possible. But I'm just saying August to be safe. And I want to be able to have books in children's hands by the time that they're returning to school. The process right now, obviously, with the fabrication that we talked about earlier, just making sure that the bus is ready to rock and roll, and then having the neighborhoods that I serve know that I'm going to be coming out on this certain day and time. The process is going to look like we show up, maybe we bust out a quilt, some beanbag chairs. The children will be able to enter through the double doors, come onto the bus, select a book or two, and then come out the emergency exit. And I'm envisioning either steps or a slide or something just makes it a little bit more fun. Yeah. And then children can hang out. Maybe we'll have an organized story time. I really envision once we're rocking and rolling with this mission, starting to incorporate some of the other great organizations, some of our first responders. You know, I think it's really important to bridge the gap where there has been a lack of trust with our police, with EMS. I really want to have them facilitate some of the story times so that we can start to bridge some of that lack of trust in those neighborhoods. And rightfully so, I can understand why individuals might not have a lot of trust behind some of our people that are helping to serve our communities. And so I really want to just stop the clock and make sure that those entities are molding together. It's beautiful and brilliant. Thank you. Beautiful and brilliant. And, you know, in the summer and even during the rest of the year, but summer, the other issue that happens in these communities is that the regular meals, breakfast, lunch that might be covered by the school are no longer there. So it'd be really cool if some of the local food distributors, Snyders of Hanover, get behind you and supply snacks Mm -hmm. and drinks for these events. If any of you are listening, (laughs) link up up, with Sarah. (laughs) You bring up a really good point. I just got a flyer in the mail not too long ago from Feedmore, the, the food bank, and they are starting to launch a bus with fresh fruits and vegetables. And it, the flyer says, what do you call a bus with fresh fruits and vegetables? I'm like, I don't know, a market bus. But I think that that would be really cool if we started bridging not only trust with some of our first responders, but also having some resources like healthy nutritional classes, access to fresh produce, because we also know that a lot of those communities are food deserts. They're, they don't have access to the fresh fruits and vegetables as readily available as a lot of of other communities. And so I think that bridging some of that divide and just bringing some resources, you know, fighting for social justice and, and making sure that all neighborhoods are equally served. I love it. There's so much history here that I wasn't aware of learning about Richmond and the 
architectural plans even where specific communities like the ones you mentioned don't even have trees. And and so then you think about even the air quality. And that's one of the things I learned from the Richmond Tool Bank because they get really involved in tree planning and they are conscientiously focused on those areas and getting some trees that make sense for shade even, shade and air. And I mean, it's just, it was almost like set up to fail Mm -hmm. for these communities. So Mm -hmm. I really appreciate what you're doing. So we'll check in within the next year and see how the Enchanting Book Mobile has been doing with getting books into children's hands. But for right now, we really just wanted to help you get off the ground and figure out how this community can help you do what you're doing. So again, find Sarah on social media, email her, and we are excited to see this thing take off in August. Thank you so much. I appreciate all that you guys do here at River City Podcast. Please help support our mission to educate and inspire. We know the power of children's books and the easy access to literature. We know what that can do for our youth. We just appreciate all the love and help that we're getting to support this mission and put it in action. Thanks for being here, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to River City Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at River City Podcast. If you're interested in setting up a podcast for your business or nonprofit, reach out to us at rivercityconsulting.com. 